Your favorite singer-songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 5 of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses. Y'all know it's the show where we dive into any and everything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why we still don't have McDonald's money. What's up, fam? How are y'all doing? Listen, today we're going to get right into it. With everything going on in the United States, our neck of the woods, and the world at large, it's important to highlight the value of self-care. But what I'm finding is that over the past five years or so, Black folks are finally interested in getting better at doing the work of putting our mental health and well-being first. While mental health awareness and self-care are commonplace in many other cultures, Why is it that sitting in a chair and talking it over with anybody but Jesus is stigmatized in the black American community? Today, we're going to discuss why mental health is stigmatized in our community, the impact of not prioritizing it, and some resources if you're interested in the personal growth and healing that can come from it. Today's show is entitled, What's What's Wrong, wrong? Baby? Destigmatizing Mental Health in the Black Community and Normalizing the benefits of therapy. So according to psychologytoday.com, African-Americans suffer from more stressors than any other group in this country. From the stress of navigating disparities in society, the long-term impacts of racism and oppression, and even the exhaustion of perfection required when you're the only black person in the room at work or on a short list of black employees. Code switching, Uh, In and of itself is an exhausting example of how we are trained from a very young age to operate in the the duality that living in a racist society where depictions of you are not the default. um, It requires tools and skills to navigate your world. All of that while usually getting paid less than our female white counterparts who are already getting paid less than their male white counterparts. Student loan debt. All of that in an attempt to, you know, matriculate upwards and create a better life for yourself and change your family tree. You put all that together and baby, you've got yourself a person who is in distress. So what's the impact when we don't prioritize our mental health or self-care? The facade of being inhuman or incapable of demonstrating a myriad of emotions is causing us harm. It's keeping us from growing and developing past issues and breaking cycles and destroying healthy relationships in cases where we lack the tools to communicate effectively or work through the artifacts we bring to the table. We tend to overdump on our friends and family who aren't our therapists or lack the tools themselves. You also run the risk of alienating friends and family that you're causing harm to and don't even know it. And lastly, Unchecked depression, stress, anxiety, and isolation can manifest in our health. Now, imagine the impact of cortisol, the stress hormone we mentioned. We mentioned this during our show, exploring 
why the struggle is so real when it comes to social distancing. Imagine the impact of cortisol on our body after years and years of stress. It manifests as chronic pain and disease. So with these disproportionate obstacles and experiences I mentioned a bit earlier, why do black Americans shy away from working on depression, grief, anxiety, and trauma with counseling? Now, I'm not asking you to go to your pastor or your imam. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about a licensed therapist or psychologist who studied the brain in college and has done the work to show themselves approved. So why is this? According to Monica T. Williams, there are, pardon me, Dr. Monica T. Williams, there are a few reasons here at play. Number one, we're concerned about the stigma within our community. How does that manifest? It's talking about our problems openly is considered bad form within the black community. We don't discuss house business with others. We think mild depression or anxiety will be labeled as, quote, crazy or weak in our friend circles. Uh, religion, going to therapy means you're not praying enough. Uh, do you pray about a concussion or a stab wound? No, you go to the doctor and you let them do what they study to know how to do. You can also find licensed therapists who share your faith. It doesn't have to be one or the other. The other uh, thing here in terms of being concerned about the stigma within our community is the strong black woman narrative, for instance. It actually keeps us from asking for help. Taking care of everyone else, it leaves little left for us and we may miss the true impact these unaddressed traumas are actually having on our lives and the health of our relationships. And the other narrative at play here is toxic masculinity. We have that going on in our society, in our, in our black community, when suicide rates among our male youth aged 10 to 19 are soaring, according to Maya Allen's 2018, the 30s article entitled Black Therapists Explain the Stigma of Mental Health in Minority Communities. Reason number two, outside of being concerned about the stigma within our community, is we're concerned about the therapist or the treatment process. We just don't know. We think therapy is for white folks, it's a luxury, or that our therapist values won't relate to ours, or that we'll have to explain our pain to someone who can't relate. This is caused by lack of knowledge. According to Dr. Williams of psychologytoday.com, Although African-Americans are underrepresented in psychology, they are well represented among mental health providers. Get into this word. Hold on. And master level clinicians such as counselors and social workers. So you may not find black psychologists all the time, but you can find black mental health providers who are licensed master's level uh, counselors and social workers. OK, so you're looking for the wrong thing. Uh, refine your search and you may be able to find someone of a similar background who can start this process. Reason number three, outside of being concerned about the stigma in our community and being concerned about our therapists or treatment process, the last reason here that holds us back from seeking some counseling and just some help to move through and pass some things is the cost of treatment and lack of insurance coverage. We'd be remiss if we, if, if we didn't uh, talk about that. Uh, most folks concerned about this fall in that middle range where their income isn't high enough to afford services without insurance, but not low enough to qualify for assistance. Now, I'm going to provide some resources to find support regardless of your income or access to health insurance in just a bit. 
let's start to talk through some things. Um, so this is the beginning of the journey. So you've decided I'm ready to work on some things for my personal growth and I don't want to be in the same place next year or simply I don't have all the answers and could use some tools to work on my mental health. So where do you start? Ladies, therapyforblackgirls.com. Literally, therapyforblackgirls.com. It was created by Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, and it now has a directory of over 600 black therapists throughout the country, many offering virtual options right now due to the pandemic. You can also get a free guide on the first steps to start your journey written for us by us. So head over to therapyforblackgirls.com. Men, brothers, head over to therapyforblackmen.org. Put in your zip code and find a brother to talk to who's licensed, trained, and wants absolutely nothing from you but to see you grow and move past what's keeping you in neutral and reverse. And if nothing else, folks, you can always head over to psychologytoday.com. You hear me often reference their articles um, by licensed uh, therapists and psychologists in my work here on this show, you can head over to psychologytoday.com for a general search and customize your search to narrow down to therapists who have a similar background as you or who focus on the areas you want support in or share your faith or non-faith. Customize your therapist. The next piece here when we talk about resources, budgeting for self-care and therapy. So one thing that you can do Um, As you're searching for a therapist or counselors, email and ask about their insurance. Ask them if they have a sliding scale if you don't have insurance. Practicum students uh, at the university near you, et cetera. So here's some options here. Um, Most therapists do offer a sliding scale. If you are uninsured, um, they will work with you. You will have to budget for your mental health and your self care. And I look at it as an investment in myself. So whether that is investing, you know, $10 a week. So you're paying $40 a month for a session. You're going once per month. That's for you. That is your time. Budget for self-care. There are ways. um, And if you have a little budget or income, you can save for mental health. But again, something that folks always forget about is look into, uh, look into the universities that are nearby you. Um, Look into the new, the universities who have psychology programs at the master's level and so forth, and they will need practicum hours and they'll be happy to help you through your journey. You got to think outside the box. So there are also free or close to free options to begin doing the work as well. So EAP, that's your employee research program at work. Ask about it. Nine times out of 10, they have one. It's a benefit and you've earned that benefit and they don't have to be all in your business when you go. Typically, you get six free visits and you'll get set up with a therapist and you can ask for a therapist who shares the same gender identity as you, as well as one who shares a similar background as you. That's free 99, usually offered right through your job. And because of HIPAA, you don't have to tell them anything. But hey, can I get the EAP phone number and keep it moving? One thing you can also do is visit OurselvesBlack.com. That's an independent magazine, and it's it's really the only resource focusing on black mental health and wellness that's completely independent. Um, And it's literally the only resource of its kind. Uh, One thing you can do is also start listening to self-help podcasts. Free 99, y'all. 
Okay, we, we talking about free 99. If you can't get in nobody's chair, if you can't get a slider scale that works for you, then you download yourself one of these apps so you can access podcasts or you go straight to the website and listen to the podcast there, honey, for free 99. Start doing the work. Okay, ourselvesblack.com has a podcast that invites licensed black clinicians and healthcare professionals to lead the conversation across various topics. And then again, therapyforblackgirls.com. It also has a free 99 podcast. Now, honey, they have over 166 episodes. Imagine if you listened to one episode a day <laughs> by literally almost, you know, almost the, the halfway point of the year, you can be moving yourself from neutral and reverse to drive in your life or pick up, you know, an extra tool here or there to maybe deal with a little bit of anxiety or move past some grief that you're dealing with. That's 166 free episodes just chilling on the internet that you can just start your morning meditation with and just begin to do that work. So just scroll down their homepage, therapyforblackgirls.com and click podcast <laughs> or head right over to therapyforblackgirls.com slash podcast and it will take you straight to that uh, landing page. You don't need an app or anything for that. But if you do use an app, uh, just search for them on Apple Podcasts, Google's uh, Stitcher or Spotify and Therapy for Black Girls uh, will come right on up. The other thing you can do, maybe you're not into podcasts, maybe you don't want to reach out to the local university. Maybe you don't want to use the EAP program at your job. Maybe you don't want to inquire about a sliding scale. Well, baby, you can do it yourself. Purchase a self-help book from Amazon. Okay. Purchase a self-help book from Amazon and begin doing that work. Um, you can do a quick Google search. Um, if you are looking for opportunities to narrow that search down for what a, uh, you know, group, a good group of self-help books written for and by um, black Americans or people in the African diaspora, get to doing the work um, and, and, and go from there. If you need help narrowing down some of the suggestions, you can literally Google 21, that's the number 2190. N-I-N-E-T-Y spelled out dot com and search self-help books by black people. And it will give you a list of 11 books written by black folks um, to help us overcome and move forward in our lives. So one of the books here is Standing in the Shadows by John Head. And this book is about understanding and overcoming depression in black men. Um, so you can read works that you, you feel like you can relate to the individual and you're not having to re-explain your pain. There are books here about financial literacy. Um, there are books here about overcoming fears. Uh, there are books here to motivate you. There are books here if you want to start your own business. There are books here for daily meditations. So Black Pearls, that's daily meditations, affirmations, and inspirations for African-Americans by Eric V. Coppich. Um, Black Pearls is just a wonderful opportunity here to just start your day off right or end your day off right um, with some things that are going to build you up. Okay. So one of the, the biggest things here, I think, is uh, just really circling in on the idea and opportunity that um, you can do the work. And so um, purchase a self-help book, do that. Um, if, if you can't purchase a self-help book, honey, I'm, listen, I'm trying to give y'all every, I'm getting rid of every excuse you've ever had. If money is the reason I'm giving you every opportunity to start doing the work. So you can also join a Facebook group, honey, that's free. 
Okay, for folks, you can join a Facebook group for folks to just lift each other up and gain some new skills. The point is start thinking about prioritizing self-help and mental health as an opportunity to learn some tools and skills that you don't have in order to grow and in some ways repair so that you can grow from, go from reverse and neutral to drive and start building that muscle. Um, and if nothing else, if you or someone you love needs to speak to someone right now or is in an unreachable place, please take down this number. It's 1-800-273-8255. And this is the number of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But I keep this number saved in my phone to give to friends and family who have expressed a need to just talk to someone. I've had to give it out. Um, I've given it out on more occasion than one. Um, and it's an opportunity because I let them know that someone who is trained and professional on the other end will always pick up 24-7 for free. Whether you are on the verge of a li- needing a lifeline or not, someone is going to pick up and be trained and available to speak and talk with you. And that's important. Um, there are certain phone numbers you need to have saved in your phone so you can be a blessing to someone um, in their need. And so. the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Give that number um, and don't feel bad if you need to call it. Like I said, someone's going to pick up. They're going to talk to you. They can talk you through some things and it's free 99. The other thing that you can do, maybe you don't want to be on the phone. Maybe you don't want to call. But if you're a texter, honey, text the crisis text line um, and you can text H-O-M-E, home, to 741741. Um, to connect with the crisis counselor via text. If you aren't a phone person that wants to speak on the phone, someone will respond for free 99, 24-7. So don't let your pride keep you from helping someone or helping yourself. Save the numbers in your phone. You never know who might need it. You never know if you might have to break up a fight in Midtown. I have done that. (laughs) I've done that before. That's for another show. But I have had to break up a couple fights in Midtown. Um, you know, just wanted to see brothers get along and do well for themselves and not have the police called on them in that moment. Sometimes you can speak to someone and it just calms them down and they can go on about their day. And that's the truth about what's wrong, baby, and normalizing self-care and mental health in the black community. Peace, babies. And I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, a Music Truth Entertainment production. Want to connect? You can visit us on our website, musictruth.com, or via social media. You can follow us at musictruth underscore ENT on Twitter or on Facebook. Just search at Music Truth. That's M U S I Q Truth. All one word. You can find me there. Ain't no use pretending. We can talk it out, chop it up till we get bored. Research it, flip it, scratch it, or throw it straight out the door. It's Truth 101, our world from chocolate lenses. Sending your questions, cause knowledge we straight spitting and dying. You got questions, we got answers, ain't no use pretending. Chop it up, talk it out, knowledge we straight dripping. This is hey. Truth 101, hey. our world hey. chocolate lenses. Hey. Hey. Truth 101, Truth 101, hey.